0: Hi, welcome to Skip's Corner, where I cover Nashville's baseball history and events and introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans. I'm not sure that I have ever been more honored to be in an organization than I have as a member of the Nashville Old Timers Baseball Association You've probably heard of it. You know that we raise lots of money at our annual golf tournament and at our banquet each year. We give our golf tournament money away in the form of scholarships and our money raised after expenses are paid at our banquet. We hold on to that for clubs and amateur leagues and teams and ballparks that may need some help rebuilding a dugout due to a storm or something like that. But what you may not know is we have a great history in Nashville and it all started with a man named... Warhorse Rogers, Harry Warhorse Rogers, and I asked one of his family members why the name Warhorse, and they thought that it was because he was known for charging ahead, and undoubtedly, he was a go-getter. He was an amateur baseball man, and he loved the Nashville professional baseball team, the Vols, and I know he came up with the idea for the Old Timers Baseball Association back in 1938. And I was interested at one time in, in finding out if there were other old-timers baseball associations or something similar in other parts of the country, and I did find a few. In fact, when I was president, I think in 2009 and 2010, I had some email and phone conversations with a man out of Chicago. The Old-Timers Baseball Association of Chicago had most of its members as ex-Chicago White Sox and ex-Chicago Cubs players, and they would get together on a regular basis at a restaurant and have dinner and maybe a speaker and talk about the old days, I'm sure, like we do today. The Old Timers Baseball Association of Chicago was founded in 1919 by a man named Tom Foley to commemorate the 50th anniversary of his signing of Chicago's original nine pro baseball players in 1869 and to honor all who played and belonged to Chicago's family of baseball. Now, that's pretty impressive, But I don't think the organization survived Uh, in the last 10 years or so. I think the players had lost interest happening and they just kind of went away. At least I can't find anything about them. I do know there's another organization. I have a friend who's a member in Portland, Oregon, the Old Timers Baseball Association there continues to be active. It mentors and it has opportunity and scholarships, as we do, to provide equipment to the Oregon amateur baseball community. Now, they've been around a little longer than the Nashville Old Timers Baseball Association. They claim to be organized in 1933. And there's one in Minnesota. The Baseball Old Timers Hot Stove League was founded in 1939 by 14 members of the New York Yankees farm system who lived in St. Paul. And they wanted to keep their interest in baseball alive during the offseason. And they continue to hold their meetings regularly and continue to do so. That one is still active. Then I found an interesting one that in 1959, a man named Walter Wright, who had formerly pitched for the New Orleans Black Pelicans, founded the New Orleans Old Timers Baseball Club. Now I can't find that they had any meetings. I just can find that a lot of their memorabilia, pictures and documents and so forth has been donated to a museum there, I believe, or a library, maybe. But let's get back to Harry Warhorse Rogers. As I said, he was a go-getter. He was a guy that enjoyed amateur baseball. He enjoyed supporting baseball. He grew up on the Nashville Sandlots, became an outstanding player and manager. And undoubtedly, he was a pretty good manager. According to his obituary, which I found, his teams won pennants in 1913 and 14, 1921, 22 and 23, 1926 and 27, and 1935. And his team captured the Nashville City Championship in 1921 and 1923. That's a pretty good record. Now, in 1938, he took an idea to Nashville, Tennessee, and sports writer Raymond Johnson to publicize an event where players and fans could talk baseball during winter. Now, that's where the term hot stove comes from, where baseball fans and baseball players would gather around a hot stove someplace in a business, in a restaurant, or in someone's home, and talk about baseball. So in the wintertime, hot stove, they would keep the baseball memories warm, I suppose. So with Raymond Johnson, they came up with this idea, and a gathering was planned for December the 1st, 1938, at Shacklett's Restaurant, and it became the inaugural meeting of the National Old Timers Baseball Association. There were 82 people there, and they all elected Rogers president of the new group. And that's a position he held until his death, and that's a long time. Early banquets were just strictly social gatherings. But at the sixth banquet, Rogers asked all the Old Timers members to endorse a baseball league for boys ages 14 to 17. So it goes back to 1944 when this started the Old Timers Baseball Association becoming a service organization. So they organized the Old Timers Junior League. And on May 17th of 1944, the season began for 120 boys playing on eight teams. Now, in the early days, old-timers banquets drew local major leaguers Johnny Gooch and Red Lucas, Clyde L. Castleman, Tommy Bridges, Jim Turner, and Johnny Beasley, among others. Those are some great names of Nashville baseball players who carried with them during the season great accolades in the Nashville newspapers. The Banner and the Tennessean covered them. So, when it came wintertime, those guys would gather together in these hot stove conversations, and they would support the Old Timers Baseball Association. Rogers knew them all, and he organized veteran players into an advisory group to instruct local coaches how to teach a better brand of baseball, how else to learn but from the pros. And the veteran players were always willing to help in any way they could, and many of them offered their services. In 1947, Rogers asked the Old that proceeds from the Old Timers League's third annual All-Star Game be turned over to the National Federation of Settlements. In 1947, the World War II had just ended a couple of years before. And there was a great need among the youth of the Nashville area for things to do. And Rogers came up with this idea. And I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. But when they attended this third annual Old Timers League All-Star Game, there were 8,000 people that showed up. The game was played at Sulphurdale, and over 100 underprivileged children were able to attend summer camp from the proceeds. And that's what that was as that went for the Nashville Federation of Settlements so those kids could go to summer camp. Now, we'll go ahead a couple of years. At the January 15th, 1951 banquet held at the Spot Restaurant, Rogers welcomed over 100 guests, including former Nashville players Tommy Tatum and Pete Mallory and Dutch McCall. They were all great Nashville Vols players from the 40s. But two months later, in March, Rogers succumbed to a heart attack. And at the time of his death, he had not missed a Nashville Vols opening day in 50 years since the team's first season in 1901. That's a pretty good track record of support. Raymond Johnson was elected president of Old Timers, and he began the practice of having a well-known baseball figure at each banquet as the guest speaker. Nashville manager Hugh Poland and former major leaguer Hub Purdue were the first, and since then, 70 speakers, I believe it is, from various areas of baseball have been banquet uh, speaker guests. And among them are George Steinbrenner, Fergie Jenkins, Bob Feller, Harmon Killebrew, Tim Corbin, Sonny Gray, Tommy Lasorda, Buck O'Neill, Marty Brenneman, and most recently, Tommy John. Now, that's not all that we do is have a banquet, and have a golf tournament. In 1990, the organization took over maintenance of Shelby Park Number 1, and now the Old Timers Baseball Complex is a destination for teams from around the world. And in 1999, the Old Timers presented scholarships of $2,000 each to four deserving high school senior baseball players. Since then, over $625,000 has been awarded in 23 years. And over $200,000 has been provided for local amateur programs since 2014 from banquet Profits and donations. Farrell Owens was one of the great old timers members because he would. uh, I always called him the eyes and ears of old timers baseball. He knew everybody. He knew all the players. He kept up with amateur games and tournaments going on. But he knew all the city league and tri-state league players from days gone by. And he was just had another passion for baseball locally, and he kept us all abreast of all the news. And so we could put it on our website and keep up with who's where and what players have moved to Nashville, and how many major league players live in the Nashville area. And in 1984, he suggested that old-timers adopt a creed, and it was this— to enjoy fellowship with baseball enthusiasts, and to honor and support the great game of baseball at all levels. It was adopted, and we continue to print that on our letterhead and website, and we can continue to honor that creed as we can. Of course, that's what we've been doing since Harry Rogers first came up with the idea of old-timers in 1938. Now we continue to move along. We have added members as we've had a few pass away. In the last several months, we've lost uh, Larry Taylor, a former Nashville Vols player. We've lost Roy McDonald, a treasurer for so many years. And we've lost Gene Smith, who was a president, past president of the National Old Timers Baseball Association, was a minor league player uh, in the New York Yankees chain. His uncle was Jim Turner, uh, 1960 Nashville Vols manager, and also the great pitching coach for all those great Yankees teams back in the 50s. And we lost Joe Casey, as you may have heard, a couple of weeks ago. So but we've, we've added some members recently, and we continue to go forward with what we think is serving Nashville's baseball community with scholarships and funds to help these programs continue. It's a worthy cause, and we are a 5013C, and we will continue to do that. This is our 84th year of existence, and we're in competition with Portland, I suppose, to keep it going. But I know we will because everybody loves what we do. We take heart to our creed to enjoy fellowship with baseball enthusiasts and to honor and support the great game of baseball at all levels. Well, that's the National Old Timers Baseball Association and Warhorse Rogers. He was chosen by me as our number 10 most influential baseball person in the history of national baseball. And you can see, as the Old Timers Baseball Association has continued for all those years, it provided a foundation back in 1938 when he came up with the idea. And just in a few years, started raising money by providing funds for baseball players to continue to play baseball. And that is what we're all about. I hope you enjoyed listening about the Old Timers Baseball Association. If you'd like to learn more about Old Timers, go to otbaseball.com. That's our website where you can read about our past presidents, more about our history, about Shelby Park, the old-timers baseball complex, uh, all the speakers who've been speakers at our annual banquet. And you'll get more information about our golf tournament coming up in September and also our banquet, which will occur in January of 2023. We haven't decided on our speaker yet, but that news should be coming soon. If you'd like to contact me, feel free to send me an email at 262downright at gmail.com. I'm open to any of your suggestions, some story that you'd like for me to research or tell you about. I'll be happy to hear that. And I'm glad that you came to listen to this episode, and I hope you'll come again soon. Thank you.